Julia. A warm welcome to you. And of course, thank you for checking out the Streaming Wisdom solo and sometimes podcast. A place for you to thoroughly relish in a stream of embodied wisdom. Whether it's my wisdom, someone else's, or your very own wisdom activated by what you're hearing. This is for you if you're desiring stellar shifts in perspective that liberate you from self-sabotage and illuminate your authentic self and true nature. It's especially for you if you love a good yarn showcasing the magic and mystery of life and how enchanting it truly is. And I'm talking about stories with purpose, the kind that bring forth a state of awe, optimism, and trust in yourself and your fellow humans. These stories are intended to help you cultivate your own wisdom as you pioneer new ways of being in the realms of leadership, health and wellness, inner growth, relationships, purpose, creative expression, and much more. Would you like to know what we're getting up to? Well, together we'll eagerly ride the waves beyond fear, beyond drama, and even beyond the pursuit of truth to a place of simply what is real right now about who we are and the nature of reality. By tuning in, you are also fine-tuning yourself to the frequencies of love, power, and wisdom, which is the ultimate intention of streaming wisdom. So thank you in advance for the wonderful contribution you are making to yourself that's rippling out to all humankind, all beings, and our beautiful home that is Earth. I hope you're as excited as I am and simultaneously relaxing into a comfy place to enjoy this episode of Streaming Wisdom. Wow, what an honor. Thank you for being here for the inauguration of Streaming Wisdom. I'm commencing this channel by reading you a story kind of like a love letter that I wrote for you and me about this creation and how it was birthed from the deepest, most authentic part of me that I've ever reached. The energy of vitality and excitement is pouring through me right now and has been since the idea of this channel became a reality just after the new year in 2022. I've been bouncing off the walls with creative energy and shifting internally so fast that each morning I rise, I almost have to get a little reacquainted with myself all over again. Also, to date, I have sobbed uncontrollably four times with pure joy at what this actually is and how it's coming together. Its magnificence, realness, and perfection is so moving and so honoring of me and who I really am. I'm deeply appreciative that you're making the space to hear all about the origin of this incredible journey. 
one that I feel is so vital to share because it demonstrates how to truly acknowledge and nurture your natural genius and your creative expressions. In this origin episode, I'll be sharing all about streaming wisdom, as well as my intentions and a little about my journey through life, the fire for many of the topics I sense are wanting to be expressed. Well, at least those I'm aware of at this stage because I'm habitually surprised by the direction my creative endeavors take. What I do know today is something that I've come to realize about my true nature. And that is, I stream wisdom. It moves in and out of me, through me, and impacts others in a wonderful way. Often, your very own wisdom is activated by my sharing. What I also know today is that this solo podcast is attuned to the frequencies of love, power, and wisdom. And I didn't know this was coming, but soon into the birthing process, these frequencies landed in my lap in a way I couldn't ignore. So I embraced and then danced with love, power, and wisdom. Only then it dawned on me that these frequencies are actually quite fitting during these times, where one could observe in the human family a striking increase in separation obedience, and the loss of critical thinking. So why not infuse humankind with the very remedies for these things? Love, power, wisdom. Streaming wisdom is the manifestation of various synchronistic events, all stemming from my desire to achieve authenticity. Because for me, the source of true freedom comes from within from embodying all of me. No nooses, chains, straitjackets, and definitely no masks, but rather an ongoing existence of pure, infinite self-expression at my choosing. So let's sneak a peek at the recent timeline of events. Firstly, I was once incredibly outspoken and a big user of social media. I'm talking jumping on a Facebook Live nearly every other day or sharing an article length post expressing my truth. Well, that's how it looked on the surface, but underneath, I was in a huge alchemical process of allowing my authentic self to emerge. An essential part of this process was removing the many layers that weren't me revealing my deepest wounding that was simultaneously processed through my spoken and written word. This wounding was about myself, my body, my mind, my experiences in life and of others, how I felt about being here in earth alongside my fellow humans, and especially my observations about the leadership and direction we were heading as a global family, which by the way, had caused me great pain since I was a teenager. My self-expression spree was a beautifully vulnerable, freeing, healing and healthy experience lasting a number of years. But over time, 
The fire of desire to share my truth steadily extinguished. Only in hindsight did I realize that my expression through social media had already fulfilled its purpose, or what I like to call my original intention. And once an original intention is fulfilled, the energy shifts, taking on a different shape and form as a new desire makes itself known. And sometimes it can take a little while to see the signs of what wants to follow on and what wants to emerge next. So in the interim, I closed down all of my socials and was already redirecting that energy toward my inward journey. Best move ever. Because here amidst the quiet of my lady cave, I completed these alchemical processes and simultaneously derived my wisdom out of my wounds and all of my experiences. And that's the wonderful thing about playing with pure potentiality from the dark void. It's what comes up and what we move through, what we learn about ourselves and who we become in the process which is as simple as relaxing more into who we have always truly been. But simple doesn't always mean easy. Whilst living in Lady Cave luxury, the world outside was seemingly going to shit. And day by day, this Orwellian-like nightmare became real. I noticed an increasingly niggling upset and subtle frustration the first signs of misdirected energy. I was able to identify the issue. I was no longer sharing my insights and perspectives, at least not publicly. And I really had to contemplate this one because my go-to was to reawaken the activists. But this time I was being lured towards an unknown path. In hindsight, I was breaking an old pattern of how I handle my external reality being messed with. After many months of alchemizing polarizing archetypes between the peaceful warrior and the resistance fighter, I was free to face my reality beyond any way I've ever known. And it was time for me to leave my lady cave again. As I stepped out from the shadows, my desire to speak my truth began brewing, big time, but with a new quality of energy, something I hadn't encountered before. A voice in my head began speaking up. It was an aspect of me in hiding, making herself known again. She said, We are more healed, whole and complete than ever. I know how to wield the sword of truth with the responsibility, honor, love, and compassion it absolutely requires. I'm ripe and ready to reclaim my sword because I have something to say and it's gonna fucking change the world. Whoa, <laughs> even with that intensity of passionate energy, it took me no time to trust her again because her heart was genuine. But it did take some time for the way I wanted to go about this to reveal itself. And whilst the way was being weaved behind the scenes, 
I let her express publicly on a few occasions, which freed up just enough steam to take the pressure off and keep me sane. But I soon needed a public avenue where my expression could move through me uninhibited and as desired. And speaking about whatever I wanted was essential. Hence the solo cast. And the idea of having friends on to riff with seemed really fun too, which is why there will be the occasional podcast. Pause in here to say, can you believe that I've only covered one piece of the puzzle as to why I began streaming wisdom? Welcome to my storytelling, where I cannot seem to tell just one tale. I really only know how to tell about seven mini stories across all different timelines that weave together and make up one giant story, as you will certainly see. Okay, in getting back to why we're here. Over the last year or so, friends would take me by surprise and part ask, part state, Julia, when are you doing a podcast already? And they were right. They could see it in my field. So could I. On other occasions, perhaps at a cafe when I'm midstream sharing my truth, a friend might say, I feel like I'm listening to a podcast when you speak, and the table would nod and agree. In 2021, I wrote a couple of articles that were shared with my inner circle, and some friends implored that I turn them into audios as they absorb information easier through sound. As you can see, there were many unique invitations coming my way, all having one thing in common, they wouldn't go away. <laughs> so eventually, I accepted the invitation to create a channel that has since attracted an extraordinary amount of love, energy, support, and flow, reaffirming that indeed, the path ultimately unfolds when it's truly ready to be walked. In addition, I often received powerful reflections that supported the birth of this in other ways. More so every day, loved ones were bringing to my awareness that my stories have a profound effect on them, creating shifts in perspective and more freedom to be themselves. And I'm not alone. I have a number of friends who do the exact same thing for me. The term we coined is activating conversations. These moments are so dear to me and are highly mutually beneficial. As we bounce back and forth through the conversation, we activate each other as we connect dots and bring forth new revelations into our lives. You may already have this experience in your inner circle. I sure hope so. If not yet, you will certainly witness this magic here during the occasional podcast. I've also come to realize that a part of my genius is to source the deeper wisdom from my experiences and articulate this in a way that can be easily embodied by you. This is especially true in the realms of health and wellness, relationships, inner growth and leadership. What this means is that by tuning in, you can hear your very own wisdom come alive through my storytelling. And you may even find that you begin embodying this wisdom into your life as a result. That is actually one of the intentions of streaming wisdom, 
which we will get to soon. But first, I have made space for you to get to know me a little better. I'm Julia. I'm a nature lover and storyteller living a wonderful life in the Sunshine Coast of Queensland, Australia. I work with clients to illuminate their true nature, express their unique genius and unleash their core message. We also conspire together to articulate all of this in their websites, their sales pages and other online ecosystems. And I have a newfound love for writing. In a nutshell, I'm all about empowerment, liberty, self-autonomy, health and wellness, the body, wisdom, body wisdom, leadership, mutual thriving, community, alchemy, magic, weaving, exploring, pioneering, dreaming and streaming. I don't really feel like the host of a show. Instead, may you consider me a friend, ethereally walking by your side, yarning away, reminding you of that which is real, and articulating this in a way that prompts your very own wisdom to emerge. Winding back the clock, I was born and raised on a farm near a tiny country town in central New South Wales, Australia. As a child, I was aware that the nature of reality was not all it seemed, and certainly not what I was led to believe or was told. I was sensing something mystical calling to me that I had no means to describe to anyone at the time. I remember feeling a subtle sense of unease and unfulfillment, as well as a longing for something that I couldn't express. I also believed that something was very wrong with the world. As a teenager, I observed that our leadership at any level was grossly outdated and unfit for taking humankind where we truly desired to go and to what's actually possible. I felt so strongly that things needed to change, even back then, and I often fantasized about saving the world when I grew up and becoming president of Earth. I studied my absolute arse off to get high enough marks to get into the one university course I felt could get me even close to my dreams, which was international politics. I got the marks, hooray, but in the new year, the uni changed the entry to a whopping 97%. Having that goalpost changed left a pretty sour taste in my mouth. Nonetheless, I left behind dusty country New South Wales at the age of 18, heading for Bondi Beach, Sydney, which I loved. This was for my gap year as I'd enrolled in another uni course, but never had my heart in it as it wasn't what I really wanted to study. I dropped out as soon as I started meeting people of my age from all over the world that had seen more of my country than me. And so it was my turn to hit the road and chase the endless summer. I was always on the go, moving around, working in hospitality or sales. I lived and traveled through every state and territory in Australia and mostly found it hard to stay anywhere too long. I was always chasing new sites, new experiences and people to meet. The moment life became mundane, 
I'd quit my job and hit the road again. I had many homes, relationships, communities, friends, jobs, side passions. Yes, I was that kind of person. Mostly, I was so free. I loved the limitless sensation of traveling and the ability to reset my circumstances as soon as I clicked my fingers. I also got a pretty big kick out of reinventing myself in every new town. This was based on all the data that I collected from my experiences, feedback and relationships, and I would do something with it. I'd be like, wow, do I want to be a little more outgoing, a little less open and vulnerable when I meet new people, a little more funny, <laughs> whatever that was, I used to bundle it all up and rebloom as a new version of myself in each new town. I took plenty of risks and I went on crazy adventures and today have a plethora of wonderful, colorful, life-changing memories to match. But over time, I somehow readjusted myself about 180 degrees in the other direction to the exact opposite of what I call free. It all began when I adopted what I thought was the socially acceptable thing to do and get a real career or business earning real money. I don't even know where this came from. Well, actually, now that I say it out loud, probably all the movies, media and television I'd programmed myself with. I'm sure there was some subliminal messaging there about the definition of success. I took all of this on and found myself busy in the money matrix trying to make it big. I soon realized that what I thought was a real career was mostly a bunch of made up jobs in some charade that we were collectively participating in. So I assumed I must be different to others for I was baffled that they didn't seem to notice this charade too. Why was everybody pretending? I began separating myself from the everyday person and especially my colleagues at any given job. I keep them at arm's length, nodding in agreement as they waffled on about what I considered surface level conversation, unnecessary drama, or didn't matter in the scheme of everything. I realize this sounds a little harsh, but it was true. Sometimes I wanted to give them a good couple of knocks on the forehead and check if anyone was even home in there. In my awareness, there was always a giant elephant standing in the room as I was somewhat present in my body, half listening and somewhat having an out of body experience, half commentating. Is this what today has amounted to? Is this conversation what we're really having? Do you really care about this or are you just pretending like me? As you may already see, I went a little crazy, which I now know was the extremely healthy process of waking up and becoming sane in an insane world. A very necessary step towards true liberation, authenticity and happiness. Because adjusting myself to make it in a world that is unquestionably sick beyond belief is not my ambition. I'd rather not fit in and even prefer looking batshit crazy to others 
as opposed to squeezing myself into something I'm inherently not. And I'd been squeezing myself for way too long, causing depression, loneliness, and all sorts of pain and suffering. I'd pulled myself so far back from who I was that when the arrow released from the bow, I flew hard the other way, back to the polar opposite and began unleashing my authentic self. I became an unstoppable force in authentic expression. I may be a slow learner, but I'm also a sure learner once I get it. Hopefully you know what I mean. Although I'm a twice uni dropout, I'm secretly proud that I didn't graduate from the academic matrix because my most liberating moments in life are the result of unschooling much of what I'd learnt rather than adding more limiting beliefs, conditioning and indoctrination into the mix. Career-wise, I weaved my way through many ecosystems business, sales and marketing, training, leadership, IT systems, and health and safety across government, private, and not-for-profit sectors. I got a real good feel for the inner workings of these ecosystems. Mostly, I witnessed myself and others sacrifice our authenticity, creative power, ethics, dreams, health, and mental wellness all for some job and a means to survive. And driving all of that sacrificial behavior from underneath was an ingrained belief that we needed to prove that we're a decent, respectable person pulling our fair share and weight in society. I was able to see right through the slave archetype that was deeply ingrained. And I saw this pretty early on since I was 18. I believe it was about my third week in my second job at a law firm when I realized that our so-called history was not exactly all in the past because humanity was still slaves and we had allowed ourselves to be enslaved and life for the everyday person is dressed up to make it appear they have a choice and that they're free. But at the time, I saw only the illusion of freedom and choice. It was anything but. And once you see and know this, it doesn't really ever go away. You take it along with you to work every day in your bag. It adds a little more weight, it nags you, and tugs gently on your shoulder and neck. And you remember it every time you peek inside to rummage around your bag multiple times throughout the day. These daily reminders that I wasn't truly free weighed heavily on me throughout my entire career. And whilst I have some more wholesome perspectives on all of this now, what I've just described to you was certainly how I felt at the time. What's still real for me now is that one of the most painful things about my career was the suppression of my essential genius and creative potential. I didn't know I was sacrificing this at the time, but boy, did I feel the pain of that. It hurt so much, and especially because I couldn't name the pain. It was a deep soul ache that wasn't acknowledged until I left the system. Hence why today, I'm so devoted to helping people unleash and express their natural genius. After multiple spiritual awakenings, starting from the age of 21, 
and reawakenings, because I obviously needed reminders, I spent years weaving in and out of communities in the realms of education, business, personal transformation, and I had my fair share of spiritual crowds too. This is what I did outside of my nine to five existence. So I was living life somewhat on my terms and on purpose by diving into what I considered really mattered, healing my life and past life wounds, improving my relationships, finding my purpose, healing my body, healing others, practicing business, learning skills to support myself outside of the system, founding not-for-profits and running projects and events that helped my communities. I gained so much from this journey and it certainly wasn't all rosy, but it did provide me with the personal reflections, skills and inner growth that I was really after. Another important piece is that throughout all the experiences I've just shared with you, I was simultaneously going through a huge and highly liberating health journey, going on 20 years with chronic fatigue, chronic pain, ongoing infections, anxiety, depression, suicidal fantasies, and an array of other issues. And I'm happy to say that I'm mostly on the other side of this and have to pinch myself because I never thought this was possible in my lifetime. I'd actually felt that I'd pulled the short straw with my body, health and wellness because I'd experienced so much pain and suffering. I used to think, why me? What on earth have I done to deserve this? And honestly, I was being a bit of a victim about it all. But I did move beyond this place. And when I glance back over my shoulder, I smile a little foolishly, but also very lovingly, knowing that my very own self-sabotaging behaviors and habits played a major role in keeping me ill, as it turns out. I initiated my inner journey and classic dark night of the soul with a mental breakdown in my late 20s a powerful experience that I have since realized was the beginning of my mental breakthrough. And it took time. I've truly only popped out of the other side of the dark night of the soul early 2020. So that was about 10 years of facing all my behaviors, patterns, self-imposed rules, fears, trauma, my shadow, my power, my relationships, my generational trauma, and taking full responsibility for everything in my life, the grace and misgivings. Although it certainly wasn't all hard work, it was rewarding and sometimes fun as much as it was challenging. And facing myself is something that I still do. It never really ends. But I did notice a phase when I seemed to have crossed a major threshold and this journey became much easier and I moved through things more quickly and gracefully. And there were many more moments where I realized, ah, wow, this was all worth it. I'm so glad and super proud of myself that I kept going. And what accompanied that was a strong sense of happiness, love, fulfillment, and peace that swept right through me and has remained and is a part of who I am now. In the last five years, I moved into online visibility business coaching, 
which soon morphed into illuminating the true nature and gifts that we all came here to express. As well as this, I'm a founding co-creator of Grail Leadership, which helps leaders and organizations birth epic visions into reality, unleashing mutual thriving of people and the earth through embodying roundtable leadership. And that is a summarized version of what got me to where I am today. Now I'll touch on some of the themes I will likely be streaming in future episodes. I'll be covering much on overcoming self-sabotaging behavior, unleashing your authentic self, harnessing your essential genius, and the illumination of your true nature. I will be streaming extensively about health and wellness and not necessarily from a biohacker, researcher, or scientific point of view, but more from my direct experience, where I share the adorable and quite challenging journeys where I truly made friends with my body and made friends with my pain and my symptoms, my story, my trauma, my universal journey, and derived my own body wisdom that has guided me towards prosperity of health, mind, body, and spirit. There will be some talk about leadership for the new realities that we're relaxing into. Well, they seem new, but I suspect they have very ancient roots. And yes, relaxing, not necessarily building nor creating these realities. To me, we are remembering and dreaming them. And as our frequency changes and fine tunes to who we really are, beyond all the conditioning, we become a perfect match for these realities. And all we do is relax back into who we are and what is already so. This is why our inner work is the key to changing the world. And really, this isn't exactly what's happening either. There's no world to change. It's just how it seems from our perspective. We see a world in pain and we want to change it. But the world is reflecting our state of being to a large degree. And as we shift, so does our world and our access to the realities we are already imagining and dreaming. The door opens when you have the right key and we are the key. And that's the end of that side tangent. I will also be streaming about what's actually in the way of thriving in all domains of life from a place of self-responsibility, beyond the victim, beyond the drama, and even beyond the pursuit of truth. We are going to a place of what is real. And I have no idea how to explain what that even means, the difference between what's considered truth and what's real. I just know I've experienced this vast difference extensively in multiple collaborations over the last three years, the most prominent being Grail Leadership. And through this, I participated in and co-created templates for realities in business, creative endeavors, relationships, collaborations, health and wellness, governance, community, and even finance. I've had immense fun playing in these realities in the beyond field. I'm sure you're familiar with the poet Rumi. Well, he has left us with some powerful words 
about the feel beyond the ideas of wrongdoing and right doing. And my favorite part is when he states, I'll meet you there. Ah, instant relief. (laughs) Somebody gets me. Somebody knows there's a place beyond it all. Because I've been on an experimental collecting mission my entire life, quite actively up until my mid-30s. And for those of you into human design, I'm a 4-6, so that might mean something to you. I've been diving into one extreme and then the other in many domains of life, collecting opposing experiences along the way. I don't relate to any labels, but I've likely been perceived as a number of opposing characters over my life. A hippie gypsy woman, a determined businesswoman, a greenie socialist, a capitalist, a spiritual seeker, and even an atheist for a few lonely years a drug and alcohol addict, a complete health freak, a workaholic, a backpacker, a bystander, an activist, a student, a teacher. I was riding a swinging pendulum from side to side, experiencing all that life has to offer across a broad spectrum. Over time, enough momentum built and I was propelled off the pendulum entirely I flew up and beyond it all, into the beyond space, where I hold things as true and not true, right and wrong, good and bad, all at the same time, as I played and danced my way into finding comfort in healthy contradiction. And I feel like it's such a powerful force in all domains of life when we can get to that space beyond the ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing. Because so many people argue with themselves and beat themselves up over their decisions and with others in every level of relationship, including community and governance, about what's the wrong way to go about something and what's the right way. To me, leadership isn't about speaking on behalf of one way or another and then casting a vote. It's about finding the thread of truth alive in every piece weaved into the space because every person holds a key and the way forward lights itself based on what emerges naturally when all things are considered, spoken into, seen, acknowledged and heard. Now it's been a long time (laughs) for catching a few seconds of a debate on TV or an Australian parliamentary sitting is just jaw-dropping and can even put me in stitches. I have to travel back in time and maturity to even take in what I'm seeing. It's hard to believe how so-called leaders behave and how the system operates, even when I'm watching it with my own eyes. There is a dark streak of leadership that shows up in our homes, communities, organisations, and particularly in our governments all around the world. And the energy is distorted, manipulative, deceitful, full of self-serving agendas. And to me, it feels old, cold, heavy, tiring, and just life-sucking. Like, can we just move beyond what's right and wrong already? Yes, we can, and we will. 
that's a big part of why I'm here. And it may also be a big part of why you're here. And that's the end of that side tangent. So here's what you can expect from streaming wisdom. The episodes will be a mixture of either myself going solo and the occasional guest as we record a highly activating conversation. Because of my newfound love for writing, some of my pieces will be read to you as a story, just like I am today. Mostly the episodes will consist of me simply streaming in the moment and will therefore sound a little more raw and less polished than what you're hearing now. My desire is you will leave every episode feeling empowered, encouraged and optimistic about life and your future because I know the incredible power your mind has and the impact of where your awareness resides in determining your experience of reality. That's a mouthful, so let me say that again. I know the incredible power your mind has and the impact of where your awareness resides in determining your experience of reality. Now, if that concept is new to you, we will certainly be going into it in future episodes. For now, I'll leave you with this teaser. As a broadcaster of any frequency, whether that be of words, sound, music, visuals, any sort of story or media, it's a pretty big responsibility to uphold because of the profound influence over your subconscious mind and your subsequent decisions, moods, behaviors, and actions every second of every day of your life. That's a hell of a lot of power to give away to Hollywood, Netflix, any form of media, including your favorite morning radio show or podcast. And I'm going to stream about this in the first episode because my wisdom around this is brewing big in me right now, and I'm excited to share it with you. Of course, it's always your choice and responsibility over what you tune into. But as a solo podcaster, it's my choice and responsibility to broadcast in a way that benefits your life and guides humankind in a more creative and mutually beneficial direction. And this may include triggering you at times in hopefully a really healthy, productive way. Whilst I will share some content that may not seem optimistic at first, my intention is always to speak in a way that allows you to see right through the illusion and recognize the toothless monster for what it really is, helping you take steps towards true liberation that is first and foremost an inside job. Just know that the intention of this channel is attuned to the frequencies of love, power and wisdom. And consider that whatever is happening out there in your reality can be hugely altered by what's happening within you. The power is always in your hands and in your heart and in your head and especially in your true self. And we're going deep into that as it's a common theme that will be weaved throughout the episodes. I'm truly honored to journey with you and anyone else you feel like sharing streaming wisdom with. And I appreciate you sharing my channel with loved ones because practically speaking, 
I'm not on social media at this stage, so it may be challenging for this to go far and wide, and that's okay, it's not really the point. I want to do what's fucking right for humankind and our planet, that's the point. And the best expression of this for me right now is to infuse it with the energies that help shift things from within. And not in a making the chaos wrong kind of way, as we're in a huge healing crisis. It has to happen. The many systems making up our world have been crumbling for years, and the house of cards is about to drop. Collectively, we are squeezing through a seriously small eye of the needle, and what's on the other side can only be imagined and dreamed of. There's no turning back. Thank goodness, <laughs> we have to go through it. And if we must, and we must, the best thing I've embodied about a challenge is to embrace what's happening. That's not condoning it, nor resisting it. Because both of those energies keep feeding the monster. When you're condoning a behavior, it's pretty obvious how you keep the energy alive. But let's quickly look at resistance, which may not be as obvious to some. It's clear to me that monumental things have changed because people are willing to stand up and resist. Changes that have had a profound effect on my life that I'm forever grateful for. However, pushing back against something is still feeding the energy. It creates opposing sides, a debate, a war. And when you have two opposing energies feeding into one another, the issue is not going to go away anytime soon. The nature of the energy of resistance is that you will always be in it. You will always be fighting for a cause, a persistence of resistance. And don't be fooled into thinking that you've won when just one version of the war is over. I'm sure that many people that are fighting today don't want to be battling it out their entire life. They're doing this because right now our world looks anything like what we know is true in our hearts and in ourselves. The ancient memories of peaceful, mutually beneficial, thriving times when we're not controlled, manipulated, brainwashed and staged against one another, a pawn in someone else's game. We are so far from our true nature that the only way we can go now is to return home. The pendulum always swings back and we have already begun our epic journey back to love. And as much as humankind requires the unique energies of those who will condone, and then those who will resist, as we all play a role. It's also calling for some of us to embrace the experience with open arms, where there's no separation between you, me, and the monster, where we can truly see that we have created all of this for our benefit. This is why some of us aren't fighting, we're not going along with it either, and we're certainly not checked out or distracting ourselves from what's happening in reality. We are staring right at it. We are witnessing, sensing, loving, listening, and embracing everything that's happening right now from the beyond field. And these are the energies and lubricant 
required to move a long-standing mountain. We are playing our role perfectly and supporting humankind in making it through to the other side of the eye of the needle. We are embracing what is real and from that place responding yes when we need to and no when we must. Yeah, you can say no from a place of embracement. I see what you're doing. I'm not fighting you on this, but for me, no thank you. And by the way, the no's are really important these days. Many of us, including myself, are saying no multiple times a day. And isn't it amazing what saying no to also says yes to as a byproduct? And the amazing byproducts help create change. It starts from within and ripples out. So that took me a few moments to say <laughs> that please know I'm thanking you a thousand times every time you share my channel because I want more people to attune to the frequencies of love, power and wisdom. And what is real to me right now is that you are helping yourself, all species, humankind and earth by simply being present to all of this right now to this very episode you've been tuning into, but especially to yourself, your awareness, to your loved ones, your day, your life, and your reality. So from all of me, thank you. Wow, thank you for listening. I appreciate you making the space in your life to tune into this episode of Streaming Wisdom. I trust you enjoyed it so much that you're about to share it with a loved one who may welcome this wisdom being sent their way. So you're aware, I'm not on social media at the time of this release. So if you wish to say hello, ask a question, or browse my current offers, go to grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. And the best way to stay in touch is to subscribe on my website where you can receive my seasonal email musings and a heads up when new episodes are released. If you have received greatly from Streaming Wisdom and feel an urge to give back, here are my most cherished ways of receiving your appreciation. One is to share an episode on social media or with a loved one. Another is to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and reviews are very welcomed. You can also make a financial contribution via the podcast page. Again, that's grailleadership.earth forward slash streaming wisdom. However you contribute, know that it fills my heart and fuels more episodes of streaming wisdom. Thank you again, wise one. See you next time.